Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Love Talk Radio. Hello, hello, and welcome to another episode of Scatter Chatter. I'm your boy, Jess Ray. And this is Will93, and um, we'd like to thank everyone for coming in and listening to us and hanging out with us. Please feel free to leave your comments at the bottom of the screen. Uh, We want to interact with you. We want to talk with you. We want to chat with you. Um, We got a crazy moment in time going on. Um, We still have this COVID-19 um, COVID-19 is still very active and very much in the forefront on top of the fact that, Ray, we're going to be talking about the civil unrest that has been happening uh, worldwide, not just nationwide, worldwide. Right. Um, um, so with that being said, well, hey, let's get to it. Uh, okay. So let's, do we want to dig in? want to start with the whole... The George Floyd situation, which kicked everything off? Well, yeah, let's talk about it. Um, the one thing that um, that bothered me, um, it kind of rocked me to my core when it came down to uh, George Floyd was, um, it, wasn't your, it wasn't a shooting, right? It wasn't mm-hmm. something that was bang, bang, we're over in a couple of seconds. It was long. It was drawn right. out. It was it was suffering. It was um, the officer's intent was, in my opinion, and I'm only entitled to just that opinion. It was deliberate, right? Um, right. Um, and there didn't seem to be any kind of remorse. There wasn't any sense of, yo, I'm doing the wrong thing. There's mm-hmm. that whole time period where we see the video, there's no, and am I doing the right thing? And that is no. the trouble. Right. Oh, Will, before we continue, make sure that, I don't know if you, I know you probably have a lot of live devices because you want everybody to hear it. Make sure you have everything on mute. And yeah. I don't know. If, uh, I don't know if our show producer is aware too. Just everything just needs to be on mute. Yeah. Um, okay. We are on. Um, I, I've taken time out to uh, get us on Instagram, um, so people can kind of vibe with me on that, and uh, also on Facebook Live. Yeah. yeah, man. So the so it looked like one of the main officer that everyone's going after. I believe his name was uh, Chauvin. Like he looked like he was doing everything intentionally. Then there were the three other officers that were with him, and they were kind of yep. like assisting in the process, which took a long time. Which, if they would have been prosecuted already, the rioting would not have continued throughout the nation as it did. It would have probably been less. There would have been a less collateral damage domestically. I don't know about uh, foreign how how bad it is outside the United States. Um, so now today, what is it? Is it a week later or two weeks later? Uh, now they've convicted uh, the other three officers. Day nine. He was killed Memorial Day Eve, so that was Monday yeah. night going into Tuesday. Yeah. So um, they didn't. I don't think they've convicted them of murder, but they just gave them uh, a charge. I don't know exactly all the details. Um, yeah, so I, so let's, we don't know what's going on next. So now it's just riding all over the place. I'm in California. There's stuff going on in Hollywood, 
Inglewood. Um, I don't know how long it's going to go on. So now it's kind of, it might be creating a problem for some people. And, you know, it's just a bad thing. Like for us, as black people, like, you know, the police, I don't know, it just seemed like we're like, and it's hunting season or something. Well, um, on top of that, and you know what? Um, I heard about um, some um, store owners who were stopping some looters in Van Nuys. I don't remember the street that happened um, earlier today, and I found that yeah. that was kind of interesting. Um, that people, instead of um, supporting the rioting, supporting the you know the damaging and looting of um, property, different store owners, then um, they came out with like shotguns and everything, bro. Um, yeah. Police eventually showed up on the scene, cooler and calmer heads um, prevailed, but I thought that was um, huge that um, store owners and some neighbors were stopping some potential looters. Yeah. So that's that's where, like, this the whole message got perverted. Like, a lot of the the looters just getting out there. And sadly, and I know I'm not the first person, I'm sure you're not the second, that's seen that they've been placing bricks out intentionally, like, you know, incendiary devices and employing people to, like, damage property. Um, There's some, like, people that are in – in the riots that are causing anarchy for, uh, purposely just to, like, make damage or whatever to lead to whatever is supposed to happen next on this grand stage, which is either right. some form of, like, martial law or some type of demilitarized zones or whatever, some whatever we can think of. Uh, so, well, yeah, for so example, here, uh, in, um, here in Tennessee, we went under a uh, curfew. Um, uh-huh. the governor, uh, Governor Bill Lee here in Tennessee, uh, called in for the National Guard um, right. after uh, after our courthouse was um, attacked, and I think a city hall um, uh, was attacked here. Um, National Guard were brought in like within 24 hours. We were getting um, Amber Alerts with messages saying that we were going under a statewide curfew from uh, 10 a.m. to 5 in the morning. And so uh, mm-hmm. so that's what I'm seeing here in Tennessee. Okay. In L.A., like, they, the times keep changing for the curfews, and it depends on what county you're in or what, uh, I guess, city city area. Like, you know, okay. West Hollywood has its own. L.A. has its own. Like, L.A., I think tonight is, I think it's 10 p.m. to 5 a.m. tomorrow. Okay, uh, but we don't know we don't know what's going to happen. But uh, I think it o- over the weekend it kept changing. It went from like four to five, back to four, and then you know it was just the police that were out. Then from the police it went switched out to the military. Um, yeah, and then you know a side note I want to mention is like the the kneeling, a lot of the police officers kneeling in front of them, and then I heard like they've kneeled before like the regular civilians, but then like come nighttime. It's, you know, weapons-free, and they've been shooting at people and things of that nature. Oh, wow. That's right. Yeah. Um, so it's, it's that whole thing, like, you, you know, let your enemy think that you're weak, but then it's like, you know, then like attacking when he thinks that you're weak, kind of like a, a play out of the Machiavellian playbook. Wow. Um, it is a lot and I'm not saying pack. all of them are like um, that. I'm just saying some of them have done that. That's what's being reported, like. News okay. and internet and all that stuff. Uh, well, one of my folks on um, Instagram had told me that um, apparently there was a driver in Newport Beach who ran over some people. Mm. Man, have you heard anything like that? Um, have not. Mainly, it's just been like you know, uh, people just. Just people just getting like ran over it or being arrested, like and being sprayed in the face with mace. So oh. and and crazy enough, there's this guy's uh, name is Mister Checkpoint on Instagram. Like he's been spotting a lot of the the police officers. They don't even have their they have the body cams on. They're wearing them, but they're not on. So they're just like just doing stuff, but they have all this equipment to protect them and the civilians from like whatever is supposed to happen. 
Well, okay. So I guess the question, the question that I started to pose um, really comes down to what is the end game? What do what do our listeners, what do people think is the end game for this particular unrest? Um, there are things well, that I believe that should be happening, but you know I'm only okay. one person. Um, right. I'm one person, and I have an opinion. You know, I mean, uh, people talk about wanting justice, no justice, no peace. What does justice look like? Right. What does justice look like? What does, I mean, we can easily call those things out and say, okay, well, justice is this or justice is that. Um, um, hey, Ted, I got Ted Caballos on Instagram. Welcome aboard, guy. Um, so I, I, I've been in a couple of forums. I've talked with family and friends, and then I've asked the question, what is the end game? What do people think will be the end result of this unrest? Because, you know, um, if we're talking about justice, are we saying that the same thing that happened for white Americans would happen for blacks, Asians, Hispanics? Well, what would that look like? Because I mean, we uh, we as African Americans can easily assume that there is everyone else's justice, and then there's black people's justice, and how right. how, that, how that looks very much different. Um, that is the thing that we have an issue over. Well, I don't know. Do you want to throw out some theories just to you know see what we come up with? I mean, I have my own thoughts on where things could go, where they should. Well, okay We know that the four police officers Have been brought up on charge We got that part We know collectively their bail is up At about a million dollars So we get that So roughly about 250,000 per officer We do know that police officers Have been fired So we get that part Um, To me that's just a bare minimum you know, I mean, right. just, all right. And some people think, well, that that's some full progress. But to me, that was just bare minimum. If, right. If we had seen, if we had seen that this was, and I and I keep using the name, I brought it out. I hope it's not a real person. But if we had Joseph Rosenstein, a Jewish standby, stand, you know, bystander. I mean, if that was the case. If he was the one who was killed, would they have been looking at it as a hate crime? Mm. Let's think about that. If law enforcement was doing the same exact thing, because all of us would have said, you know what? George Floyd was already handcuffed. He was already under custody. There was no need for him to go to the ground. Why was he on the ground? Why was this man's knee positioned on his neck as long as it was? Why were the police who were surrounding him didn't say, yo, man, you tripping? Why didn't they just put him into the police car and go? And the question at hand is if that was any other any other race, we're looking at them being in the police car and them being alive and us not even having a conversation right now. It would have just been a mm-hmm. regular arrest. Why is it that right. we believe and know in our head and heart that this was something that was a little bit more, I don't know if it was racially motivated or, you know, just being angry, um, police officer having a rough day. Um, what I mean, whatever well, we have, whatever we can say to say we are here. You know the inside details of how it all works, right? Like so, apparently. Go ahead. Huh? I'm breaking up. No, I can hear you, bro. Okay, well, you know, the insider information was that, you know, Derek and uh, George, they worked together as a security guards at a nightclub, apparently. Yeah, I did hear so, that. So, I don't know, it could be something worse, like somebody was upset with somebody, you know, how, you know, people got haters or maybe something was said. 
and then somebody forgot that somebody was a police officer, an undercover police officer, and then boom. And then he caught him outside, off guard, doing something, and then, you know, his brother, I guess the guy's uh, brother-in-law, they got in on it because, hey, that's my brother-in-law, and then the rest is like, we're all in blue, so we need to, we need to help. Well, okay. That, those are but, those are good, those are good conspiracy theories. Um, I don't want to necessarily say, okay, well, this was a particular heart of a man at this time, but we are looking at this situation and saying, hey, you know, um, there were some parallels, there were some some unusual circumstances. What got George Floyd to the ground? Nevertheless. Right. It still comes back to that. What got him to the but ground? He, but, what, no matter how believe I'm, I'm on, on, what, I'm on uh, what? subject when I when I say this, but it's like, like this is just a, a micro a micro incident, and it's multiple of these occurring like across the nation with uh, black folks, sure. right? So like this guy was in sure. broad daylight. They straight up like murdered this dude like in broad daylight. The autopsy proves it. So now, like you're saying, like, so what's the end game with all the rioting? What are we looking to do? Because even I've seen in videos where people were some of the younger generation or the younger uh, younger black kids are just like, yo, all this protest and stuff is not working. It's not. We did that shit in the 1960s. We did that shit in the 90s. We need to try some new shit. And I agree. But so what it comes down to, well, what I was saying on that one, right, is, I can't I can't understand the heart of the question um the heart of a man when he does what he does. The question still remains of what what did George Floyd do to the point where the police officer instead of doing the right thing did the very much wrong thing. That wasn't that wasn't policy procedure. It wasn't anything else other than hatred, just pure, you know, hate in a person's heart. To put someone through right. that. Right. Um you know, uh, one of one of my folks on um, Instagram was saying, "Well, the officers should not made bail." Um, I wonder if those were, if those were people of a different color. You know, I think one looked like he was kind of Asian, but if you know, if it was a different circumstance, would they even had bail at all? I don't think so. I, you don't I, think I can so? honestly. I, no. I don't think so either. So, yeah. so then I think, okay, if we're looking for an end game, ladies and gentlemen, if we're looking for the end game, what does that end game look like? So I've had so many when, people so that have been when on When you refer to panels. end game, are you talking about the end game for the officers or are you talking about the end game for us as a culture? All of the above. How about that? But let's more okay. importantly, specifically, what is the end game of the civil unrest? If you if you're going to gauge your successes or failures of a civil unrest, what would be the success of a civil unrest? And I put that out to my folks on Instagram as well. What do you believe is the ultimate success story to the civil unrest? Did you have any idea, right? Well, you know, my thinking is this, like. As a people, I think most African Americans and most people, blacks are just tired of the injustice, the injustices that are occurring in the nation, right? So they figure we need to do something. So we go back to kind of like what we were doing, which is with protests and civil unrest to get get the judicial system to move a little bit quicker, because no one wants collateral damage around the country for for these things that are happening. And they're happening so much and so frequently. Like we gotta do something, but me personally, I don't I don't know if this is a the best strategic move, but it's doing something. Somebody told me like we don't know what to do, at least do something to see if you can push things along. So I feel like this is giving us a push, and then with the elections coming up, we may. I'm hoping that we may see some type of police reform or something happen to make change for that. Okay. So then there should be some kind of reform. You believe that 
the success or failure is based on what reforms come out of um, the aftermath. Yeah. Okay. And that's a fair enough assumption. Do I agree with the looting and burning stuff down to do that? Uh, No, I don't. But it's like, what do you do? You know what I'm saying? Besides, like, you know, to move things along, besides, uh, you know, trying to put through, like, I don't see a lot of, like, maybe it might be happening, but I don't see a lot of celebrities, like, chiming in to, like, mentor younger kids to go into legislation or to become lawyers or publishing books so we can understand how legislation works and how all these different things, like, work so we can make police reform because there are people in power that are of color that can actually do things or, if not, build a tribe around them to help push those things along. Well, you know, I believe those programs are in place. Um, Former President um, Obama was on. He had a town hall meeting um, earlier today um, and mentioned about community programs nationwide. They were focusing on getting out to the vote, um, seeking demands of your your um, district attorneys. Uh, right. I think, I think Killer Mike um, in Atlanta had spoken um, deeply about that same thing, where um, people should um, start to organize and then mobilize their um, thoughts and plans to make sure that the elected officials that are in office are speaking out for the people and not just for um, a special interest. So I think some of those things are in play. Um, this will be a very interesting um, election season because um, um, COVID-19 is still in the forefront. And so the yeah, question so right now is... Black people are the main people that like get the, the, the COVID and stuff happens to us, but we're out in the streets right now. So it's like, is this some type of soft-serve genocide for us? Like, what is it? Um, no. No, I don't think it's, it's that at all. I think um, people think about what they think about. Okay. Um, I, I know the media is focusing on the civil unrest because that is the story of its top. That's, okay. that's what's going on in the forefront. They've done enough. Um, segment on COVID-19. Um, for example, um, SpaceX um, and it docked with the, um, the International Space Center, and that may have had news for all of about an hour. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So we haven't put we haven't put um, we haven't used U.S. technology to put men in space in about ten years. This is 10 years in the making. It's historic. And it got maybe an hour. Okay, let's let's be generous and say two hours of media time. But just as that rocket got into orbit, we were right back about the protesting. Wow. Yeah, man. Um, so in those respects, it's just, uh, I think as far as media is concerned, media follows what's getting the most attention right now. But, yeah, to me, okay. I mean, COVID-19 is still very relevant, extremely relevant. You know, you know, for me, um, I, I think the, the end game and a successful end game is getting, getting district attorneys to go after police-related shootings a little harder especially when there's mm-hmm. video evidence. Um, I think sometimes eliminating the grand jury because the grand jury, everything is secret. It's not public record when it goes to the grand jury. You yeah. don't know who is on the jury. You don't know how it's being conducted. You know, um, um, when, when you have that, it's, it's not something that everyone can see. So I think when uh, when a, a police officer is in related shootings, I think it should be open where everyone should see it. Everyone should be able to see the testimony. Everything should be above reproach. 
That's one. Two, I mm-hmm. think there should be some kind of community um, community uh, program that kind of uh, does some overseeing of the police activities. You know what I'm saying? We already know, and it's proven to us, that police cannot really police themselves. Yeah. It's just not working. It, it's outdated, but that's the system that's in place. So if I have my fellow police officers, like the four that were in the George Floyd case, they did not even police themselves. They did not mm. They did not tell that guy to get up off that man's neck. They did not say, let's put him in the police car. They did not say that you're being, um, you know, a little bit more excessive than usual. This is not policy and procedure. They joined in. And I yeah. think that's indicative of what current law enforcement is. They look at themselves mm-hmm. as a, a legal gang of themselves, and they're going to take care of themselves. Right. So those are two things that I would love to see, community overwatch and better district attorneys. Mm-hmm. You know, and and it has to look the same. Yeah. You know, if if it's if it's the same thing is going well for, like I said, a Joseph Rosenstein will go well with a Malik Brown, which will go for a Steven Tyler. You know what I'm saying? It's universally all the same. Right. And I think that's what we need. Um, at least that's the start. Right. You know, again, that goes back to opinion. Opinions are like assholes. Everyone got one. Do they know? Yeah, yeah. So everyone has one. Uh, mm-hmm. You know. Um, so, but that to me, that to me is is a healthy beginning. Uh huh. Healthy beginning. So what? Easy. What would? you? What would? You, what do you say? I mean, so we got that. You know, let's let's kind of table that. Keep that up in the air. So what do you? What do you say for the people that are the non-blacks? Like, what kind of stuff should they be doing? Like during this time? Like besides like out in the streets? Like, what do you? What do you think they should be doing? Um. And, and this is just me. I think um, I think we need to have job applications for black leadership in every or, in every organization. Yeah, yeah, man. Okay. Um, I honestly believe that. Uh, um, if there was a job application process, because ask yourself right now, who is classified as a black leader in the black community? Dang, yeah, where where did everybody go? I don't see any like. I mean, um, well, the, the, only those, two that I regist- about, I mean, the only two that I thought about was um, uh, um, Al Sharpton and Jesse Jackson. Yeah, but they but. You know, I haven't heard have one thing from them. And then with our President Obama, this is the very first time I heard him on a very extensive um, dialogue today. Right. I mean, so, outside of them, like wait, I don't wait, 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 wait. No. And, I haven't heard from Oprah. Have you? Have you heard from Oprah? I ain't heard from her or uh, what's the other guy, Stephen? Uh, no, uh, Tyler Perry. I haven't heard from Tyler Perry either. I heard from Jamie Foxx. He's in Atlanta. Tyler Perry's in Atlanta. I haven't heard nothing from him. So when we start looking at black leadership, if there was like a five-point program or a ten-point program, something similar to um, what the Black Panthers had as far as mm-hmm. them policing um, their community, they had like a mm-hmm. ten-point program. 
and mm-hmm. they implemented that program universally nationwide. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't see anything like that that's going on. Right. So when we look at leadership, like when you look at the civil unrest that are going on now, who spearheads that? If mm-hmm. I had one person, if I had one person like um, uh, who could say, you know what? Okay, our our thoughts, our words have been understood. Um, it's going to legislation. We're going to leave and go home. That's not one person who could do that. What's up, Speedy? What's yeah. happening, bro? So you know, um, that's that's where the rubber meets the road. And I think right now we have to ask ourselves, what are we living for? What are we prepared to die for? You know what I'm saying? Are we even prepared to do that? <laughs> are we even prepared you know, to do um, that? Oh, wait, wait, wait. So, I, I've said this before. I said self-preservation was the thing that killed George Floyd. All the people who were out there with their camera phones and videos and, and yelling and screaming at the police, not one person walked up. And said, you know what? Am I willing to take a bullet for George Floyd? Mm-hmm. Am I willing mm-hmm. to be down on the ground with George Floyd? Not one person did that. Right. I mean, and I understand it because again, self-preservation. I mean, I, I talked about it in a um, in a forum with some um, some friends. I was like, what do we do to get back home? Right. When you leave right. out of the house, you when you go to work or you run your errands. You're hoping, the hope and prayer is that the same way you left out of that house is the same way you make it back in. Right. That's George Floyd believed that he left out that day, he was going to make it home okay. Right. So, it's sad. It's a sad state of affairs. But right. I had, I mean, I posted to myself. I had to, I had to sit there and pray on it. Because after um, after I saw that that killing, I was thinking to myself, man, if I was there, at least I would have stood up and walked over. I'm hoping that maybe if I got closer, that God would have got up off of his knee and paid more attention to me, the six three, three hundred pound black dude. <laughs> and you know what I'm saying? But am I? Well, was I willing to take that bullet? Like, okay, right. he moved up on us, and I feared for my life. And I, and I think in addition to that, I think a lot of people that even though they were just saying stuff, they're like, who's going to take care of my family if I decide to, like, step up right now? Like, where's, where's the money going to come from? Because, I mean, it's bad enough, like, we're trying to, like, earn for ourselves, like, in times like these. Like, I decide to step up and, you know, I might be the breadwinner, you know? Like, what organization is going to come and, like, you know, feed me or whatever? So those are, I'm figuring, like, those are the type of things that's running through people's head at that time. So, like, maybe there needs to be some type of, like, some type of funding for something like that, you know? Like, because a, a lot of things, the main thing, what it's coming down to is, like, there's no strong black economy to support, like, any of the things that, you know, we want to do or the reform that we want. It's all about it. I think it just comes down to money, honestly. Like, if you got money to like, you can. If you got money, you can change things a lot quicker. You can put the right people in the right places, pay them to do what it is. Or some people gotta like, you know, just take the L for the team. You know what I'm saying? In order for us to get progress. So it's one or the other. You put the money up or something in order for progress. And, well, and we have to be willing to support that somehow. Oh, okay. So. But then you're saying that a change or someone interacting is social economic. I mean, I I don't I don't want to necessarily take you into the wrong realm for it. But what I'm looking at is this: if if we could go back to Memorial Day and we could mm-hmm. be in Minneapolis and we're standing right there near George Floyd. Mm-hmm. The question you ask yourself is, when the law enforcement agents, when they were, the moment that things went from routine arrest to brutality and injustice, at what point in time do you stand up and say, no, 
that's not cool, and I'm going to get involved. It's easy for us to look at our own self-preservation is what I think maybe you and I are talking about. It's easy for us to say for our own self-preservation, I'll take my camera out, I'll document the injustice, but I'm not necessarily going to put any skin in the game to correct that injustice. And so George died. Right. Because we we've gotten we've gotten the, the original angle that we see behind the police car with the with the officer directly on his neck. Then you have another shot with um seeing the other two officers helping pin him down across the street. There's another video on the opposite side of that vehicle still showing the officers on George at that time. So we have plenty of angle shots. We know and see the activity, but not one person. Again, I said not one person got involved. So now he's dead. Everyone is pissed off. Everyone is bothered. Minnesota, I mean, uh, Minneapolis goes into it. What's up, Duriel? I'm, re- I'm reaching out to my folks on um, Instagram. So okay, yeah, do your thing, man. now we see, we see um, people upset and burning um, the police department. In Minneapolis, now we have mm-hmm. folks out in LA at the Grove, and they're going into the, the um, they're going into the um, Apple Store, or you see people yeah, and, out in Santa Monica, or you see people yeah, and, in Beverly uh, Hills. So, by the way, uh, I think I had a conversation about the looting in in at the Apple Store and about the tracking with the the addresses. Yeah, it's happening. Yeah, that was me and you talking about that. Yeah. Yeah. Um that was that's we, we that's not that was, well, that was not a good move. <laughs> man, so <laughs> everybody's getting caught. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So uh <laughs> You cannot and, don't and bite on either. Don't fall for the okey doke. Don't do it. Right. Please don't. So that was that was so trippy how we were talking about that. That's the reason why I had to send you that um information. I folks went inside the um the Apple store in the Grove in Los Angeles and took the floor model item. Um, I had also talked to a, a manager, a friend of mine um, that I grew up with at the Apple store here in, um, um, in Tennessee. And he had told me some ins and outs. He gave me some education that I shared with my partner right here. And then the people who ran into the, the, the Grove and took the floor models, well, they didn't necessarily See that same advice, and now they're being tracked. Yeah, they had those I, devices, I, and so now there's a there's a free frame of where those devices were. So, wow, great. Because yeah, I, I was telling you because uh, I've done a mess with computers before, and like each each individual electronic device that hooks up to the internet has a MAC address. You can look this up on like YouTube videos and Google. So, like, as soon as you turn that shit on, it's hooked up to a SKU number. It's all on the box. Like, unless you're, like, really good and you're, like, a and most average consumers are not this savvy, like, you will get caught. Like, as soon as you turn that shit on, you're going to get caught, it's going to get tracked, and they're going to find you or whoever bought it. So, if you're out there trying to, like, get a phone from eBay that was looted, don't fall for it because yeah, you can go to jail. You will go straight to jail. They will, or they will find a way to arrest you. Right. <laughs> uh, I was just talking, was talking to Will about that. Yeah. Like, don't do that shit. <laughs> don't do that shit. But, but anyway. Um, yeah. Side is, note, um, side note. Yeah. But, yeah. It's, it's still relative to the story because there are friends. There are friends who have shared with me that they think the looting and the rioting is okay. Oh, wow. Like the yeah. end justified of um, um, I have to agree to disagree with them. What it does is it brings some attention, but let's look at all the looting that has happened. Let's go back to April of 92. Right. right. King verdict is in, in the play. And L.A. goes up in flames. South Central L.A. is burned around. Well, I didn't see L.A. 
have any reforms after that. Yeah. You know, there was a police chief who came in. There was almost a different kind of methodology, but that was just kind of how LAPD interacted with community. It wasn't necessarily a major reform. Was that the Lee Baca era? era? Like after? Oh, that goes even worse. Lee Baca was um, the sheriff, but uh, Daryl Gates was the police chief at the time in 92, okay. 93. Okay. And then after that was um, Willie Williams came in as a uh, police chief. Yeah, so so I guess we're kind of on the same page. Like, So three key words that we're looking at here. We're looking at protest, riot, looting. So we're hoping that the protest, the peaceful protest, are going to cause some type of police reform and maybe unify our community to strengthen black economics so we can influence our police reforms and laws so that less black people are getting killed or no black people are getting killed. Let's just say no. And protocols are followed, like, down to the T like they're supposed to, especially when it comes to, like, having your body cams turned on during service. Well, I believe there should be a reform. Um, I honestly believe that there should be a community advisory board um, where people are kind of uh, maybe elected into a position side mm-hmm. by side like a city council that should be able to overlook what is going on with police investigation. Um, okay. I think I can honestly say that police departments cannot properly investigate themselves. There's a little bit of uh, loyalty to the shield, and I do not believe that in all honesty that they can check themselves. So by having a, uh, an elected board of independent people from a community, they can kind of oversee that and step in. Mm-hmm. Um, that is something that I believe should be at least, at least the bare minimum. The second part is to your district attorney. District attorneys need the police to gather information in order for them to prove their case. Mm-hmm. Period. So there's this symbiotic relationship between the district attorney and the police department. If the police mm-hmm. department feels as though that they don't have the full faith of the prosecution department, the DA's office, then they're not going to do the work to gather the, emperor, um, the evidence. Right. I've been watching something on Netflix, um, The Innocence Files. And The Innocence Files has case after case after case after case where the prosecution, along with the police, didn't do its proper investigation, arrested and convicted someone just to say that the case closed. Wow. People spending years in jail for something that they were wrongly convicted of. And then when the proper investigation comes through, now they're being let go. Mm. But when it comes down to police, how many cases do you know of where a white police officer killed a black person, went to trial, and was convicted? Man, not none. Oh, wait, wait. Always, wait. It seems like they're drawn out. It's not that many cases. You cannot see that no. many cases. So, again, that goes back to the district attorney's office, along with the police and sheriff department, and the relationship that they have. And that's the reason why we don't see these convictions. Honestly, mm. honestly, right. I honestly believe that those four police officers never, never thought in their wildest imagination that they were going to be um, fired, arrested, and brought up on charges. Yeah. They were that comfortable in their actions. They were that comfortable in their actions on Monday, last Monday. And that's that. 
Right. But I tell you, bro, I think we got to continue this conversation. Yeah, we should. I'm, and then uh, I'm going to be sending out a message. I'm going to be sending out a message, friends on Facebook, and to my friends on um, Instagram, and I'm going to be asking for them to create some questions. Do we want to uh, talk? Do we want to continue this tomorrow, same time? Yeah, bro. Let's do that, man. Okay. I mean, I know it's a little bit out of out of character. We normally do some um, our filming and stuff on um, our tapings on Wednesday. Maybe we might have to do a special edition, man. Do a special okay. edition of kind of chatter. Okay, we'll do that. I we'll believe that. in that, bro. So uh, I guess uh, our takeaway tonight is uh, the the three key words are protest, riot, and looting. And then we're thinking about, like, what is the end game for doing those three actions? And then possible solutions are creating police reform, community community board reviews, and it and having people that look like us police the streets for us and education in legislation for the youth and maybe for the adults yeah. because I believe the legislation falls under the head of politics and a lot of people don't want to deal with politics because it's like a a Charlotte's web of like information, like one thing leads to another and then it opens up right. a different Pandora box and those it's like those uh Russian dolls that have the multiple Different doll, you can get into one thing, and something else opens up. Something else opens up. So we need to figure out wow. a way to simplify so the common man can understand it beyond, like, you know, in high school or in college. You have to take like the street law classes, but we need to understand that. And then also the people that are in those roles that are in politics, like say, like our councilmen or the senators or the commissioners, or they need to come back and figure out ways to educate the general populace that are in the black community on how it all works as opposed to just, like, picketing and doing protests. Like, why are we doing the protests? Like, what are we going to get out of it? Or what can we do to make this thing a little bit more progressive besides just talking and protesting? Because that's what we did in 92. There's no reform. 2020. We're getting we're getting things done, but we don't want to go through this again. Like with all this stuff that's exactly. going on, and then and then you know, lastly, don't forget COVID is still out there. That shit is still out there. The so still out there, people. The so probably the like another issue of this shit. I hope that doesn't happen. So please, please, please stay safe, stay at home if you can. Like I've been personally told, like don't go out in the streets. My family and friends have told me just. Fucking stay home. If you got to go get groceries, go get groceries and get your ass home. Like, don't fuck around. And I'm sorry to be cursing, but they were were very serious. They were very adamant about that. They were like, yo, if you don't stay home, you know, I don't even want to go into the things that could have happened to me. So it's either I'd rather just listen to my family. So (laughs) family and friends. And, oh, yeah, I'm sorry. Uh, Before I go, this is one one last one I want to leave out there. To some of my non- black friends that have been supporting me and been helpful and my friends. Like, I really appreciate y'all. Y'all some real ones. Y'all know who you are. Uh, thank you so much, like, for the post. Thank you so much for checking in with me. Thank you so much for passing on my my blog, my, my podcast, for supporting my business. And I want to just say thank you guys for, for being real ones and really just recognizing what's going on out there. So, yeah, so – that's my end note, and that's my takeaway. Will, what you got for us? Man, um, I need people to be aware. I need people to be informed. Um, whatever your action is, I need you to be able to explain why that action is what it is. Don't just be doing it to be doing it. I've seen people go out with their, you know, with their, you know, protest signs. And have an understanding of what this means. This is a historic moment. I've, I haven't seen a, a civil unrest on a worldwide stage. I haven't. I've seen certain countries do it. 
I see what's going on in um, um, Taiwan. I see that. I see a whole nation up in arms. I see what's going on around in the United States, but I have not seen it on a worldwide stage. And um, so I want you to be informed. I want you to be able to understand the rhyme and reason for what you're doing and know that ultimately you're going to be held uh, accountable for it. Hmm. You're making history, my people. How do you yeah, want to be seen in history? Yeah. And that's what I got, right? Till tomorrow. All right. Okay. So uh, so we'll uh, do it again tomorrow, and uh, hopefully we'll have some questions, some callers come in. And we'll go longer if we need to. You know, we'll just go longer. Like if somebody comes in, we'll just do a longer episode. Yeah, I'm with that. And, and it, it is what it is. It is what it is, bro. <laughs> and that's all I got. So until uh, next time, uh, audience, we'll talk to you. Have some questions. Call in. Um, have questions. Comment. Oh, we're gonna uh, put some resources up on this page between tonight and tomorrow. I have some links for how you can that's help right. and some links that you can pass on to your friends. And uh, yeah, that's it. Um, Take care, y'all. That's all I got. So till next that's time. That's what I got. We out. <laughs> <laughs> It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino at chumbacasino.com. Choose from hundreds of social casino-style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. Eighteen plus.